Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the ramblings of a transgender Christian. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So first off, for those uh, watching on video, I'm sorry. Yes, this is the absolute best I can do. It has been super cloudy outside for days now, raining like crazy. This is the best I can do. I am sorry. Gotta get this this uh, thing recorded. Today is the absolute last day I can do it. So I've gotta do it today. This is the best I can do because right now it's not raining, but it's really cloudy out. And guess what? In a little, just a little bit, it's gonna start raining again. And it's gonna be raining all day. I have no choice. This is the best I can do. So anyway. Sorry to everybody's watching on video. I recognize the video quality is pretty bad. But yeah, um, I honestly might just start like recording these at the library because they have like these little meeting rooms you can uh, use for about an hour or two, depending on, you know, reservations. I might honestly just like start trying to record these at the library in the meeting room so I'm at least guaranteed good lighting. Uh, but anyway, you know, especially by kind of probably ask you once they come homeless anyway, so. <clears throat> Anywho, that, um, yeah, let's uh, get on thing. I am sorry. I do also want to quickly say um, I am extremely tired this morning. So if it shows, I am sorry or you can hear in my voice or whatever. Um, you know, it, it's been a rough night. I woke up a little after 1.30 this morning. Um, because it was raining so incredibly hard. Like, I have genu genuinely never seen it rain so, so hard in my life. And my God, was it loud. Like, there was no going to sleep with how loud it was. Like, I have never seen it come down so hard. I have never, just the way it was coming down <clears throat> was actually scary. Like, just the sound of it was scaring me. Not gonna lie, there was a point in it where I was wondering, oh my god, is God gonna flood the earth, go back on his promise and flood the earth again? Like, it was fucking insane. Let me tell ya. And yeah, I didn't fall asleep again until, like, close to four. Didn't know that I was so beyond anxious. Um, like, my anxiety got raised so bad, so high, that, like, for almost an hour there, I was genuinely struggling to breathe, so... Um, not a good night, so I am very fucking exhausted. I still gotta go to the library after all this, and it's gonna be cold as hell, so. Anyway, let's get moving on with the, uh, with the uh, um, episode today. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start, kind of start up on, uh, what we're doing for season three, which is, like, Monday news. Um, around the world for the queer community. So let us start in Bangladesh. So, let's see here. Um, I think that this is from Al Jazeera. It doesn't say on the article itself. I, if I remember right, I downloaded this from Al Jazeera. So, um, the, the title of the article is Bangladesh Town Elects Country's First Transgender Mayor. Uh, a small town in Bangladesh has elected the country's first transgender mayor after the 45 year old. 
independent candidate beat her ruling party rival in a landslide, uh, officials say. Ms. Rule is La Marie too, said her victory showed growing acceptance of the Hijra community. An umbrella term for those born male, but do not refer to themselves as either man or woman. Uh, basically just genderqueer. For, for those who go more by the tunes like non-binary or uh, trans or uh, genderqueer. Like, we're basically just... We're just basically genderqueer. Like, it's not like we're necessarily genderless. But we're not really necessarily non-binary either, from what I understand. From how I heard it explained to me. Um, but yeah, so, um, continuing on. The glass ceiling is breaking. It is a good sign, she said. The victory means they really love me and embrace me as their own. She added, I will dedicate my life to public service. The South Asian nation is home to an estimated 1.5 million transgender people who face discrimination and violence and are often forced to live by begging or working in the sex trade. Ritu, who uses both male and female pronouns, was born into a large Muslim family but fled a rural home town of, oh god, Trilokanpur. Trilokanpur, we're gonna go with that. Totally nailed it. We're, we're, we're going with it. Um, God damn, I look terrible on this video. I really have to find something better. Um, anyway, continuing on. As a child, it took refuge at a commune of transgender people in the capital of Dhaka. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, she returned in her late 20s and became quite a popular figure in the community after helping build two mosques and donating to several local Hindu temples. She will now serve as town's mayor after winning Sunday's election with 9,557 votes, more than double of her nearest rival. Ritu is the first mayor in Bangladesh who is, quote-unquote, third gender, the official designation for transgender people in a Muslim-majority country. She won it fair and square. There were no reports of violence in the election, unlike some of her town's local government administrator, Jared said. Ritu said she would try to eradicate corruption and uproot drug menace in her town of 40,000 people. I'm sure she can fulfill the promises she made to us because she has always been a philanthropist helping people, said Nural Hossein, um, a voter in Ritu's constituent. Bangladesh's growing tolerance for the rights of sexual minorities has seen a raft of new laws under Prime. Prime Minister Sheikha Hasina. In 2013, transgender people were officially identified as a separate gender. In 2018, they were allowed to use third gender when registering to vote. So yeah, Bangladesh, so Bangladesh has honestly been um, really important for the trans community, but the queer community in general, but especially the trans community. Um, and that it has shown hope that an Islamic country does not necessarily mean the end of queer rights. Like, queer rights can absolutely exist in an Islamic country without, um, you know, colonialism. Like, you know, we saw, like, in Afghanistan... Sure, there were queer rights, but why was that? Oh, it was because there were American troops who 
enforce them. Not because Afghanistan necessarily actually believed in queer rights or that, you know, the queer movement was naturally homegrown. No, it's because colonialism. Bangladesh has actually had a successful movement for the trans community, uh, mainly due to the Hijra, uh, who have pretty always existed there, you know, and we are saying that despite this being a Muslim majority country, it is possible uh, for the trans or queer community to gain acceptance and legal rights. Still, you know, long fought, still, you know, many more battles to fight from what I've seen and heard. But, I mean, let's be honest. What country isn't it in? You know, even here in America, things are getting pretty fucking bad. You know, we've still got many, many more fights left to, let, to fight. And, um... Yeah, you know, it's going to be a lot harder in a lot of other Muslim countries, you know. A lot of them don't have that long-standing, queer, openly queer community like Bangladesh does. Like, part of the reason, like I said kind of earlier, that it's been easier for Bangladesh is that they have had, you know, for, like, what, for, like, fucking forever, a, an open queer community, the Hijra. A lot of Muslim nations don't have that, which makes it a lot harder. And then there's a lot of other ones where they've been impacted by colonialism. And so therefore they see queerness as a um, Western import. You know, something white uh, colonists do, you know, invert degeneracy. Which has definitely set queer rights back very far, like in Afghanistan. Um, you know, our colonialism has fucking destroyed any chance of... Um, fucking uh, of a feminist movement and a queer movement really ever taking hold, probably for fucking ever. Um, thank you, U.S. military and colonialism, ruining every country one by one. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to Bangladesh. This is very much a great step forward and really shows that you know, it's just another milestone to really show trans acceptance in this country. Um, Alright, moving over to Japan. Tokyo governor plans to introduce de facto same-sex marriage next year. So this is from writers, and of course, I read so much earlier. Every single article read, you can find a link to in the show notes or YouTube description, depending on whether you're watching or listening. Anywho, let's get going. Tokyo Metropolitan Government will start a system that effectively allows same-sex marriage in Japan's capital in the next fiscal year from April. Um, Japan's Kyoto Newswire reported Tokyo Governor Yuriko Koiki, we're going to go with that, um, as saying on Tuesday, the local government for the city of a population of 14 million plans to introduce same-sex partnership after the local assembly unanimously called for such a move, Kyoto said. God damn, 14 million. I can't even imagine being in the city. I can't even imagine what a city with that many people looks like. I can't even imagine. Um, 
Continuing on, some local wards in Tokyo, as well as some other local municipalities, have already introduced a similar plan, but officially recognizes same-sex couples. But critics say LGBT couples still face disadvantages in areas such as taxation, even under such partnership arrangements. Um, a local court in Sapporo in northern Japan ruled in March, and we, we did cover this back when this happened, um, that same-sex couples not being able to marry is unconstitutional. That the rule, first ruling in Japan on the legality of same-sex marriage. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, we're going to finally see, starting in next April, same-sex marriage in Tokyo. Um, this is not for, this is not Japan. Like, we're not going to be seeing same-sex marriage in Japan yet. But in Tokyo, there will be. But even then, so like gay couples will be treated the same um, as heterosexual uh, couples. Like as mentioned, we're not going to get the same taxation benefits, which unfortunately is a huge problem. And a lot of countries have legalized it. Um, like, for instance, uh, as we talked earlier this year, Alaska, up until about a year or so, um, was refusing to give gay couples for taxation benefits until, you know, they were sued into fucking oblivion. Um, you know, but, if, yeah, like, that, that happened here in America. Alaska was still refusing to give gay couples for taxation benefits. Taxation benefits equal to... Uh, straight couples. Um, but yeah, so this is... Um, but this is very much a big step forward for the queer, especially gay community in Japan. Having the capital city um, allow same-sex marriage starting next year. So congratulations to Japan on this move. <laughs> All right, and now uh, we'll be moving over to Thailand. Um, so I think this is technically a pink news article posted on Yahoo News. I have it once again. I have this on Yahoo News. Um, two thousand. Uh, let's see. 2,700,000 demand marriage equality in Thailand after court ruling riddled with homophobic tropes. Thailand's Constitutional Court um, ruled against same-sex marriage on 17th of November, dealing a crushing blow to the LGBT plus community. The decision was taken in response to, on a, to a request by the Central Juvenile and Family Court, which received a petition from, female same -sex, from a female same-sex couple whose request for marriage registration was turned down last year. The ruling states that Section 1448 of the Civil and Commercial Code, which only allows for a man and woman to register for marriage, is not against their constitution. Um, and unfortunately, part of the article gets cut, cut off here. Um, but uh, anyway, continuing on. Under this uh, description, marriage's purpose is cited as existing for reproduction. So basically... Uh, they, they, they view the Constitution as saying that um, marriage exists strictly for reproduction, establishing families and continuing for lineage. The court described the same-sex marriage as sexual preference and attraction, uh, placing it outside of this 
definition. Yeah. Because, you know, because apparently, you know, it's impossible for gay couples to have children. But unfortunately, let's be honest, many, most straight people don't think that it's possible for gay couples to have children. They genuinely don't. They don't think about adoption. They don't think about surrogacy. They don't think about, you know, sperm donors. But, uh, but then for many straight people, that's not even enough. They don't care. It's got to be, you know... Uh, dick and vagina sex, you know, your own sperm, your own um, eggs, you know, that's the only way that, you know, you're allowed to have a family. I mean, a lot of people do that even for straight couples. Hey, you're barren? Too bad. Fuck you. Get, you should, why, why did you bother getting married? You should just remain single. There's no point. This is something I see all the time. This is not just a uh, Thai... Uh, prejudice. This is very much a prejudice I have seen even here in America. Uh, even for straight couples. This is something that's used against straight couples all the time. If I remember right, um, the Catholic Church's official position is that you can't get married unless it's to reproduce. Okay, so like, this is not just... so. Like, yeah, this is not just some crazy typing. This is something that is institutionalized all across the world and that we really need to work on worldwide. Okay, so as disheartening as this is, this ruling is, it's not at all surprising, even one fucking bit. I mean, there's literally nothing about this that's surprising. I mean, this is a ruling, like, 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 they could use this, like, they could use that Constitution and for reading of the Constitution against straight couples there, okay? Chances are they probably wouldn't, but it could, and, like, and there are case, I have seen cases here in America where shit like this, you know, has been, this kind of view has been used against straight couples. Like, these kind of prejudices do exist against straight couples. So... Not to the extent of gay couples, not pretending. But it's still a prejudice against straight couples, even, who are are incapable of having their own children. Uh, because unfortunately, this is just a fucking stupid pre prejudice in view that needs to be dismantled. And we have a very, very long way of doing it. This is something that's so embedded in society. Um, let's see here. But yeah, they, they didn't continue. They didn't stop there. Um, it did get worse. The verdict stated, we're going to skip ahead a paragraph. Um, after weighing the benefits of making marriage a possibility for couples of both of the same sex, there is a net loss of benefits for both traditional unions between men and women and same-sex couples. What benefits? What benefits? They, they don't explain. Just throw shit out there. We're just literally throwing shit out there for homophobic reasons. Uh, 
Man, it gets even bad or worse. <laughs> I was not saying better, but it's basically worse. Um, along with the loss of benefits, there will be also the destruction of the laws of nature and family unity, which are important foundations for society and demand survival of mankind. Yeah, this is a crushing ruling. One is absolutely going to be used against the queer community in the future. Especially this term, the words that they are. It's a destruction of the laws of nature and family. Now that that is a legal ruling. That being queer is a destruction of nature and family unity. That is in writing as a legal thing. Things are not looking good for this high queer community right now. Um. That's absolutely going to be used against them. Um, further advances by the queer community are going to be extremely hard because now all any queerphobic um, judge is going to have to do is look at these words really and say, we're just going to go with that. It's, pre it's precedent. You know, we have precedence. I mean, it's already been ruled that it's, you know, destructive. So yeah, we're just going to go along with that. So yeah, not 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 good. Um <clears throat> Alright, so then um Alright, then our next article is from Hello Gay World. The title is Scotland announces crisis funding worth billion sorry, worth millions for broken health trans health care. Trans healthcare in Scotland will get a desperately needed financial boost of 2 million euros and uh, crisis funding the Scottish government has announced. The money for trans healthcare comes as part of the 2022-2023 budget, which was delivered to Holyrood, Holyrood, Rood, Holyrood, God damn, like, I, I, we're going to go with Holyrood. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce it, I'm sorry. It was delivered highly reviewed by Finance Minister Kate Forbes on the 9th of December. The 2 million euro um, for trans health care is part of an interim funding package that aids to relieve pressure on Scotland's gender clinics so that the system is overhauled. Scotland has four NHS gender identity clinics, one each in Edinburgh, Aberdeen, and in Inverness for trans adults only, and one in Glasgow, which also accepts um, under trans, under under eighteen trans people as patients. My God, I'm sorry, but um, UK English is fucking impossible to read. I'm sorry, but American English is better. I'm sorry. I I I I I don't want to. I don't. I know I'm gonna get some some comment on it. But American English is fucking better than UK English. UK English grammar makes no fucking sense. At all. Stop it. Oh my gosh. The grammar structures just make no fucking sense. How we write shit. Oh god, it barely registers that English sometimes. Like, why would you write? Which also accepts under trans 18s as patients. That makes no fucking grammatical sense. Ugh, goddamn. Okay, continuing on. Enough of that rant. NHS gender clinics in Scotland 
how to offer counseling, speech therapy, gender dysphoria evaluation and diagnosis, hormone therapy, and referrals for gender-affirming surgeries. Waiting times for a first appointment at a gender clinic ranges from 18 months at the Inverness and Aberdeen clinics to more than three years at the Sandyford clinic, well over the legally binding NHA's target of 18 weeks for a first appointment. Responding to the news of the 2 million euro crisis um, uh, funding for trans healthcare, the Rainbow Greens, the LGBT plus wing of the Scottish Green Party, told Pink News... That while the money is a good step, trans healthcare is in crisis. We're really see, pleased to see the two million euro in crisis funding being dedicated to trans healthcare in today's budget. But we also know that trans healthcare is broken and is in desperate need of a reform, said a spokesperson said. We look forward to seeing this reform, which was key part of the cooperation between the Scottish Greens and the Scottish government. And welcome is crisis funding, which will make a huge difference to trans and non-binary people while the government works on getting trans health care reform right. The crisis funding and upcoming reform showed a huge impact of that having Greens government will have on the LGBT plus community. Um, let's see. Um... Yeah, so we're just going to end the article there. Uh, but yeah, it's the, everything I've ever heard is that the trans healthcare system is absolutely fucking broken in Scotland and England. Um, it's It's been really rough to hit, because I do follow a decent amount of uh, uh, trans Twitter accounts from uh, from that, from the, from the United Kingdom. Um, I think that's a technical term for, like, all those countries and islands. Like I said, like, England, Scotland, Wales. Um, I think that's a technical term. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's all, like, under one considered United Kingdom. We're going to go with that. Um, Which, by the way, I've actually gotten a few new uh, uh, listeners from there, surprisingly. Um, Really didn't have that many listeners, if any. Um, But now I'm actually starting to. Um, actually taken away from the percentage of my Indian listenership. Uh, but anyway, um, and yeah, so what I really want to see is, uh, what are they going to do with this money? Like, what are they doing with this money to reform shit, to make things easier on the trans community, on the trans healthcare system there? Because uh, they haven't said quite yet, at least I, I, at least I have not found an article yet. Because uh, I did read several articles on it that said exactly what they're planning to do with it, like where the money was going. So I do want to know where is this money going? Like how are they using this? Um, but yeah, because I think that is pretty fucking important. Just a little bit. Um, okay, let's see here. Um, let us see. Nope. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, This is from the New Zealand Herald. Parliament passes self-ID bill at third reading, making it easier for trans people to update birth certificates. 
And I am sorry, I am going to mispronounce a fucking shit ton from this article. Uh, my battery was getting low when I found this article. Uh, so I did not add the time to sit here and look up the pronunciations of fucking everything in this article. Because believe me, I, there's a lot in this article I cannot pronounce. Uh, Michael Nelson is a political reporter for the New Zealand... Oh, wait. Why am I... Oh, my gosh. I hate this reading view. Um, yes. Okay. Why does it look like it is part of the article? Um, who the author is? Okay, that's stupid. Okay. Um, politicians shared emotional messages to the, quote-unquote, brave trans and whiter community as they supported legislation that allows people to change from birth certificates to reflect who they are. It has been over four years since the bill was introduced and has been thoroughly debated, at times fiery, at each stage to finally getting to a point where today it has passed its third reading today unanimously. Green Party MP Dr. Elizabeth Karakiri, uh, we're going to go with that, a longtime advocate in the rainbow community. You just gotta love these terms that uh, New Zealand everyone's using. But maybe that's what they actually call it, uh, the queer community in New Zealand. I don't know. I don't know New Zealand culture and terms. Uh, if not, then... Oh boy, this this might be a bit of a problematic article I found. I actually completely missed that. So I don't know. I actually completely missed that when I first read this article. So I don't know. If, if that is what it's a call it, the queer community in New Zealand, like that's what the queer community calls themselves, then I'll, please let me know. Um, if not, then I will try to do my best to avoid articles in the future, but use that term. Um... Because I know at least here in America, if you say rainbow community, that's a whole lot of fucking red flags going right there. Um, anyway, um, continue on. Was in tears and had to pause to gather her emotions as she spoke and supported a bill in the House. This bill recognizes that those who need to defend her birth certificate can do so. But of course, do not have the right to make that choice for them. Her parents do not have that right. But cisgender people who do not even know them or care about them do not have that right. A fucking man, a fucking man. Can we get a hallelujah in this in the house this morning? Thank you. Anyway, um, yeah, okay. And here's where I cannot pronounce any fucking famous beans ahead. Um, and I genuinely apologize because I can tell that these are native uh, terms. Um, so no offense. Uh, just dumb American here. Um, as a Taka Tupui, cis lesbian femme ally to our Taktapui. I'm so sorry, I'm butchering this so bad. Um, <clears throat> and intersex and non binary. Oh, goddamn. Wana. Wana who? <clears throat> Once again, so sorry. I am very proud to commend this bill to the House. Kerry Kerry also made reference to the country's first and only transgender MP, Georgina Beyer. The bill means that people can amend a sex on a birth certificate on a simple on simple process without going through the family court, which involved a period before a judge and disclosing private medical information. Um... It will also not require people to provide 
evidence of medical treatment, which can uh, be difficult to access, intrusive, and which the person in question may not want. Um, but let's see. Um, let me see. If there's anything else to the article I want to read, um, kind of a long one. Um, let's see. Okay, continuing. Okay, I do want to read this. Um, she said she understood the concerns of those who felt a change could diminish the status of women in society and set a precedence for replacing sex in society. Those views are genuinely held, and we as parliamentarians have an obligation to listen. Oh my fucking god. No, it doesn't. Giving trans liberation does not mean the end of sex or women's rights. They work hand in hand. I'm sorry. Get over yourselves, you fucking losers. Oh, you fucking whiny ass losers. Your eggs are not this shit. You don't know fucking what the hell you're talking about. Shut up. Get in line. I don't care. Fuck off. But yeah, um, this is pretty fucking great for New Zealand. Even here in America, we don't even have this kind of shit going on. Like, good luck. Uh, like, I like. There might be like one state that allows you to get like your gender changed without like uh, sex change. Like. No, you like you had to get like you, you like uh you, you had to get a sexual reassignment surgery to get uh um, get uh your your uh your gender changed in this fucking country. So, um, and you know yeah, so you have to go before this judge and provide proof of everything. You know you have to you know you have to submit all this shit. Like New Zealand is doing it right. America, this is what we need to be aiming towards. Like, we should be fighting for the New Zealand model. Um, so, congratulations, New Zealand, for doing this. Uh, you are already much better than America when it comes to this shit. Anywho. Moving over to Chile. Um, okay, this is from Pink News. Um, Chile legalizes same-sex marriage in historic victory for LGBT plus love. Chile has voted to legalize same-sex marriage in historic move ahead of an unprecedented election, president, sorry, of an uncertain presidential election later this month. Earlier this year, Chile's per current president, Sebastian Pinera, expedited in a marriage equality bill that has been stuck in Congress for the last four years, despite same-sex civil unions having been legalized. In the country for in 2015, he insisted that Chile must guarantee this freedom and dignity to all people. On the 23rd of November, the lower house approved a same-sex marriage bill with 97 to 35 votes. And on Tuesday, 7th of December, it passed in the Senate with 82 to 20, 82 votes to 20, according to Bloomberg News. When the results of the vote were announced, almost all of Congress gave a standing ovation. The bill will make its way to Panera's desk 
and when signed will become law within 90 days, making Chile the eighth Latin America country to legalize same-sex marriage. Um, Diego Ibanez, uh, Ibanez, I have no idea, I'm so sorry, um, a social convergence member of Chile's lower house, wrote on Twitter, Today we passed marriage equality. What happened is to pay off a historic debt and give justice people a built for families around love. Love is love, and is why we will continue to work, continue working to live in a Chile without discrimination. There's still a long way to go. Um, let's see. But yeah, so uh, there, there is a presidential election on December nineteenth, foe, and there's a far right populist. Um, it's a presidential run-up between. Jose Antonio Cass and Gabriel Boric. Uh, Boric, let's see, uh, Cass was in the lead in the first vote, got 28%, Boric received 26%, but neither received a 50% win. Boric is in support of LGBT rights, but Cass is against them, decrying the quote-unquote gay lobby. He's a staunch Catholic, opposes abortion rights, and is defending the country's Pinoche dictatorship, so... That is pretty uh, fucking horrifying. So, um, we, 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 we around the world, the queer community, um, and, you know, just the leftist community around the world um, is rooting for, uh, for you, Boric, um, to be the next president of Chile. So, rooting for you, Boric. Uh, please, Chile, please get this guy in. Uh, sounds like... Sounds like sounds like a much better sounds pretty sounds like a pretty good guy. Um, let us see here. Okay, this article is really fucking long. Kind of getting low on time because um, I do have to be somewhere. Uh, this I gotta get to the library because now that it's code red in my county for COVID, uh, the library is only open on Saturdays from 10 to 1. Um, and it's already 9 and my battery is low, so I need to get going. Um, so we're going to do these last two articles. Um, so we're going to skip this really long one. Um. So yeah, um, we're going to end with two, so we're going to have three straight good news articles. One of them is an actual, like, normal good news article, uh, but two of them are queer good news articles that we're going to end on. And both are from North America. This first one is from the United States. Uh, this is um, from Pink News. Trans swimmer Leah Thomas just smashed two United States women's records. Uh, the 22-year-old student from Austin, Texas, competed in the Zippy Invitation in Ohio, where she smashed two records into 200 meters and 500 meters freestyles. The University of Pennsylvania announced on its website that Thomas had finished best in the country in the 500-meter freestyle on the event's first day. On the second day, she delivered another record-breaking performance of 200-meter uh, freestyle. Thomas broke the two University of Pennsylvania records in some races. In the same races, sorry. 200 meter and 500 meter freestyle in an event in November. Leah Thomas said in June that she was unsure she could continue swimming after coming out as trans. Speaking to Penn today, she said, 
Swimming is a huge part of my life and who I am. I've been a swimmer since I was five years old. The process of coming out as being trans and continuing to swim was a lot of uncertainty and unknown around an area that's usually really solid. Realizing I was trans threw that into question. Was I going to keep swimming? What did that look like? Being trans has not affected my ability to do this sport and being able to continue is very rewarding. Leah Thomas's wins come as 10 states in the United States, including Texas, Florida, has banned transgender athletes and competing in female sports and schools. Which is fucking evil and horrifying. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to Leah Thomas. This is a big moment uh, for women's sports and for the trans community at once. So, this is so fucking awesome to see. Um, and finally, probably the best, this is some really awesome fucking news. Um, not, probably not the best news it is, and I, I, you know, I do think that the Chile, uh, um, legalizing same-sex marriage is probably the best story in this, uh, thing, but, I don't know, actually, this, I don't know, I feel like these two are, are tied together for it, so, we're just gonna go with it. Um, go with both these as being the two best, the two best stories, two favorite stories from here, so, um, I actually don't remember where I downloaded this article from. Um... I think this is from the Toronto Star. Oh, uh, no, this is from some Canadian news site. Uh, some some Canadian news site. You'll, you'll you'll be able to see when you click on it on the link. Um, is uh, and this just happened just like the other day. Um, after two failed attempts, Canada bans conversion therapy. Hell fucking yeah. Um, Canada's formally banned conversion therapy, the widely discredited practice aimed at changing a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. Legislation that makes it illegal to provide, promote, or profit off conversion therapy was officially approved on Wednesday and will take effect in 30 days on January 7th. It's official. Our government's legislation banning the despicable and degrading practice of conversion therapy has received royal assent, meaning it is now law, tweeted Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. LGBTQ2 Canadians will, will always stand up for you and your rights. The government utilizes the acronym LGBTQ2 to include two-spirit, a term that some indigenous people use to describe their sexual, gender, and or spiritual identity. The bill defines conversion therapy as any practice, treatment, or service designed to change or repress a person's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. These techniques can range from talk and behavior therapy to medical treatments and have been discredited by medical, many med made by major medical associations in many countries, including the U.S., as well as the United Nations, World Health Organizations, Amnesty International, and other groups. Critics say that the practice causes harm to its victims and is based on the false premise that sexual orientation and gender identity can or should be cured. When it is an as many as one in ten gay, bi, trans, and queer men, and two-spirit and non-binary people, and um, in Canada have experienced conversion therapy, according to recent findings of a study by the Community-Based Research Center. Among them, seventy-two percent started before the age of twenty. Lower-income Indigenous and other marginalized groups are disproportionately represented. <coughs> oh, sorry, sneeze there. Um, sorry, trying to find a decent lighting. Um, 
according to Giancana's Justice Department. The Justice Department knows that some jurisdictions like Ontario and Quebec have enacted legislation addressing different aspects of conversion therapy, while certain municipalities have banned the practice promotion within for city limits. This was Canada's third attempt at banning the practice nationally, with the Toronto Star noting that the bill went further than previous versions by making it a crime to have anyone undergo conversion therapy regardless of whether they consent. This time, the bill was unanimously approved in both the House of Commons and the Senate. Um, let's see. Let's see, uh, skipping ahead, uh, paragraph. The text of the bill says that Harm Society is, a base, is based on and propagates myths and stereotypes about sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression, including the myth that heterosexuality, cisgender, gender identity, and gender expression that conforms to the sex signed to the person at birth are to be preferred over other sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions. It makes it a criminal offense to cause someone to undergo conversion therapy, promote or advertise practice, receive financial or other material benefits from providing it, and do anything for the purpose of removing a child from Canada with the intention of making them undergo conversion therapy in another country. It also authorizes courts to, for, for, to, remove, to order the removal of advertisements for conversion therapy. Um... Let's see. Um, and then the final set, paragraph. Three European countries have outlawed conversion therapy. Malta, Germany, and Albania. There could soon be a fourth, as France's Senate voted to criminalize it this week. Please, dear God, let France criminalize it. We are rooting for you, queer community, and France. Um, anyway, uh, that's the final article of today. Congratulations, Canada. Only if we could do that here in America. Um, you know, as someone who's been through conversion therapy, I cannot wait for the day when that scourge is just off the face of the fucking planet. It's fucking evil. Anywho, our good news story of today comes from Good News Network, as usual. Dunkin' Donuts customer gives employee a new home so she can continue excellent customer service. A Dunkin' Donuts employee in Ohio recently received a huge surprise from one of her loyal customers, a fully furnished home. Employee Ebony Johnson met customer Suzanne Burke at a drive-thru window she was serving at three years ago. They chatted every time Burke came for her coffee in the mornings and the two became friendly. When Burke found out that her acquaintance, a mother of three, had fallen on hard times and been evicted from her home in Mount Healthy, she made it her mission to help, reaching out to organizations to help people Difficultly. Um, now, enjoying a fully decorated, cozy place to stay, Johnson is finally looking forward to the upcoming holidays. Just so thankful we're back in our home, Johnson said to WCPO News. The Lord really looked out for me because I kept praying and saying, Could I be at home before Christmas? So, yeah, that's a pretty heartwarming story, definitely. Nobody deserves Nobody should be homeless. That's. Homelessness is pretty awful, and I say this to someone who's been homeless and about to be homeless. Um, the existence of homeless people in any society shows a massive failing in that society. Anyway, that's everything I got for today. I gotta get going. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Love you very much. 
If you enjoy the show, please support it on Patreon where you can get episodes early and at free and bonus content. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. So please, uh, you know, message me. I got all my information, my my social media, contact information, and the show notes for YouTube discussion. I'd love to hear from you if you are, if you listen to the show. Uh, and yeah, that's everything I got. So thank you all for listening or watching. Sorry for those who are watching how bad the lighting is. Unfortunately, this is literally the best I can do. Anyway, have a great day. Bye.